0: This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Your radio doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on your radio doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Overcoming great challenges like COVID-19 requires great cooperation. This is Dan Hilferty, CEO of Independence Blue Cross. Most of us never imagined we'd be facing an outbreak of this magnitude. But in the face of this challenge, hospitals, public officials, and business leaders have come together. Through effective cooperation, these leaders are taking steps to keep us safe. Slowing the rate of infection from the virus will help hospitals care for those who need attention most. Remember, stay home. Leave only for essential needs. Stay informed from sources like the CDC or Department of Health. Take a break from watching the news. Stay well, exercise, and practice self-care to make sure you're physically and mentally fit. In our great region, we have a tradition of caring for each other and cooperating to get things done. We'll do it again now. For more, visit ibx.com COVID-19. Together, we will beat COVID-19. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD,
1: WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia, Radio.com station. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie.
2: Good morning and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Tis the season to be jolly. Late November through January, from that big turkey dinner on Thanksgiving to the brunch that opens the new year, with office holiday parties and gatherings with friends in between, that's a lot of eating and drinking. Thanks for tuning in today as we learn some tips about safe eating and drinking during the holidays. We welcome the return of Emily Rubin here for the third time this year. Emily is a registered dietitian and the Director of Clinical Dietetics for Jefferson Gastroenterology and the Jefferson Celiac Center. She's also the Chair of Public Relations for the Philadelphia Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Later in the show, we have another surprise guest, so stick around. Welcome, Emily. Happy holidays. So much to discuss Um, today.
3: Yes, there is. Thank thank you so much for having me again, and happy holidays to you and your family. Thank
2: you. So let's start with safe handling of food. The CDC tells us it doesn't appear that COVID has passed by handling or eating food, but we know to limit contact with people outside of our family, wear a mask, wash our hands. But even before COVID, avoid sharing utensils, cups, and glasses, even with your nuclear family, right? I mean, that's kindergarten I mean, 101.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's definitely correct. That's why they have those pens now that you can write on your cup or on your plate to say, um, you know, your name on it so people don't share. But you definitely want to wash, uh, wash your cups and wash your plates, either in a dishwasher or under hot water for at least uh, 30 to 60 seconds
2: mm-hmm. with
3: um, antibacterial dish soap.
2: Mm -hmm. more than ever. Mm -hmm. So let's talk turkey. We thaw the refrigerator in a container or a a leak-proof bag in the sink, maybe, but never out on the counter. Tell us about that.
3: So when you want to thaw a turkey, it's best to thaw the turkey in the refrigerator. But if you have a relatively large either turkey, ham, roast, whatever the meat might be, it might take anywhere from three to five days in, in the refrigerator to thaw it. The other option is you can you can thaw it um, under cold water for two hours or in ice, but it can't be more than that two hour time. And you never want to thaw it outside on the counter because it can lead to certain foodborne illnesses and foodborne uh, pathogens, which actually could cause you know major uh, GI distress and GI symptoms that could you know possibly bring you to a doctor, urgent care, or even the hospital. You um, sure. always want to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds, you know, before and after handling the, the raw meats. Um, when you store the raw meats also in the refrigerator, you want to make sure you don't store it over uh, vegetables um, and, and other open containers of food. Because sometimes even though you can double bag it, the drippings may still drip into those products, those foods. And again, that can also cause con- some, cr- some contamination as well. So that's important sure. to know. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And when preparing it um, as well, you want to make sure that in terms of whether or not about washing, because you know, there's been studies that people wanted to wash their chicken, their poultry, their meats in the sink, and they've done multiple studies showing, again, that there's so much salmonella and so much foodborne pathogens in the sink because all all those contaminants, again, go into the sink. And even if you scrub down the sink, they still have done you know, different research studies and, and measuring the bacteria in the sink, showing those high quantities. I mean, I myself, you know, probably with, when it comes to chicken, I've stopped washing chicken. But when you get that big raw turkey, I do wash it. But sometimes I'll actually leave it with like a plastic bag underneath, and so a lot of the the water and the and the juices from the turkey do go into the um into the bag. So I try to be as careful as possible, and then clean clean the sink. Sure. All those years we um, thought we were
2: doing the right thing by washing the chicken and turkey, and not
3: anymore. Just cook it well, and that will kill it, the cooties. Well. Right. Mm-hmm. If you get up to the 165 degrees, I probably even do a little bit further. Um, one of the ways mm-hmm. I prepare a turkey, I actually cook it in a turkey bag. So it actually keeps all the juices in there. It makes it very juicy. Um, it prevents a lot of, a lot of spillage. Um, you know, you get that same, some, that same taste and it's a lot easier for cleanup as well. And you can add, you know, seasonings in the bag. You can add the vegetables in the bag. All those different, um, flavors you can put in the bag and that gives you a really great juicy either turkey. You could do a pot roast a ham. Uh, which makes you know the cooking part a little bit easier because I know it can be a struggle when everybody's so busy and having multiple pots and pans around and cleaning up. So this is one sort of one compact way of, of cooking the particular roast or turkey or whatever kind of meat you want to have at the meal.
2: No, that's a great suggestion. I know we should cook our stuffing in a separate dish, or if you want to put in the turkey, put it in at the beginning, not during. And you want to use a thermometer to check the center of the stuffing, but also to check the deepest part of the thigh or the breast. Make sure it's 165. Don't depend on the pop-up thermometer. Am I right about that?
3: Yeah, that's correct. Because a lot of times I've noticed that like, the pop-up thermometer is not in properly. I always put a double thermometer in you know, any kind of turkey or ham or, um, you know, chicken or roast as well, because the pop-up isn't always accurate. Um, So it's definitely good to put a digital thermometer in and, you know, also check it every so often. Sometimes I also turn, you know, rotate it in your oven as well. Mm -hmm. So you know that all the sides get get cooked thoroughly Mm -hmm. as well. And when you take a roast or
2: chops or eat a fresh ham out, you let it sit for at least three minutes and it continues to heat. It's really still cooking after being in the oven. How about leftovers, Emily? See uh, Clostridium perfringens, which is sort of a cousin to Clostridium difficile, uh, the bacteria that could cause diarrhea. That grows on cooked foods left at room tap. We don't want to leave our food out on the buffet for more than two hours after it's been out, right? Tell us
3: about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's about, it's about two hours. And what happens is when those particular foods sit out, actually, years ago, it used to be four hours. And I guess they were starting to see more food poisoning and foodborne illness developing in people. So now they've actually decreased it to two hours. And the issue is when you get above that 40 degree temperature for more than two hours, this is where this bacteria grows and you can become very sick. So it's very important, you know, not to eat um, those foods more than two hours. If it's sitting under the heat, you know, under heated um, food, under the heated uh, fire then yeah. you know at the 165 degrees you're fine but if it's just actually sitting out in the buffet style not heated anything you know it's that 40 over 40 degrees between 40 and 140 that actually um over a two hour period of time can definitely cause some kind of bacteria mm-hmm. so
2: keep your cold well. food cold and your warm food warm and and then rehe- reheat your leftovers to 165 degrees too and then uh, the big one here which i love to remind people Do not eat raw dough or raw batter. Tell us about that. I know.
3: You know, I mean, in my lifetime, I've probably eaten pounds and pounds of raw cookie dough. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things. And it's actually become a a novelty now where they're selling these little cookie dough bites. Um, But the interesting thing is even, obviously, you can't have the raw eggs because that's what's affecting you with the cookie dough. Mm -hmm. But in in when you make these cookie dough bites that don't have eggs in them they actually have flour in them and you can't eat raw flour either because that also contains bacteria so you actually have to cook that flour at about uh, 250 degrees for anywhere from like three to five minutes before you make you know a raw cookie dough kind of kind of dessert it's really important to do that sure and of course
2: rule number one wash your hands before during and after preparing food like you say if you're handling a turkey and you have the juices on your hands and wash your hands before you eat. Just think of the things we touch, and then we snack or we eat as we go along. Definitely after using the toilet, the potty, and changing a diaper on a baby, or even um, helping a sick person, you want to wash your hands. Let's take a little break and when we come want, back. Wash your hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, repeatedly, it never hurts to wash your hands again when we come back. Let's talk about eating facts. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Mary Ann Ritchie. Exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. We're back with Emily Rubin, registered dietitian from Jefferson. Emily, tell us how we can gauge what our intake can do.
3: So over the holiday period of time a lot of people think that you may gain you know three to five pounds of weight that's what you know patients you know the the public but it really is only actually about one to two pounds of weight you may gain during that between that halloween and and, and new year's day the issue is the weight doesn't always come off so therefore in a five to ten year period you could see five ten even twenty pounds over ten years and that's where it becomes the big the big issue so these are things that we want to enjoy the holidays. We want to enjoy the little bit of family that we have because of, you know, the situation of, of COVID and trying to enjoy this, this very special and, and happy time. But we want to do it in somewhat of a moderation. So sometimes things I focus on with my patients or anybody that even asks is, you know, you don't want to diet at this time or or, no. or, or you don't want to do any kind of restrictive dieting. You want to enjoy, you know, enjoy the food, but enjoy it in moderation. Um, and there's, there's lots of different, you know, tips that, you know, we can, we can discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that especially could, that could help that
2: As you say, especially this year It's been a sad year People need that little bit of leniency um, And But the other safeguard is We're not going to be cooking For large groups of people this year So we're not going to have the leftovers to tempt us So an average calorie count for a Thanksgiving dinner Could be as high as 3,500 calories You've told us With 200 grams of fat at one sitting And 3,500 calories Leads to about one pound of weight gain Is that about right?
3: That's correct, right? 3,500 calories is, is equivalent to one pound, one pound of weight. So if you eat 3,500 calories one day, you won't necessarily gain that pound. It's over that. That's that one extra. That's that one day that you've eaten a lot of food. But the next day, if you get back on track or eat a little bit less or maybe walk a little bit more, it sort of all balances itself out. So mm-hmm. that's why, we, you know, again, we focus on, on portion control. For instance, you know, if you're looking forward to that, you know, your Christmas or your, or your, um, you know, a Christmas Eve meal or a New Year's meal, you know, you don't want to starve all day without eating. You want to try to have small amounts of of, of healthy food such as, you know, high fiber, high protein, um, some snacks. You just don't want to not eat all day and save it for that one meal because then you will overeat and then you may again have some GI distress such as reflux, um, you know, bloating. So you definitely want to try to eat a breakfast, lunch and, um, you know, to enjoy your dinner.
2: Great advice. And you want to save your carbs for dinner. That's the one time you're going to let
3: yourself go, right? Yeah, I do recommend one of the big things I stressed. And I think a lot of people have liked what I've said was, you know, eat your favorites. Like, for instance, like mashed potatoes, if you eat them all the time, maybe choose some kind of interesting stuffing or some kind of, you know, um, casserole that you're not used to eating, you know, and then why have bread? Maybe have dessert instead, because it's it's much more satisfying. You can always have a roll, you know, at any time. So you sort of want to choose your favorite, you choose your, your holiday favorites. Right. And I, I think I said once before, like um, when it comes to dessert, you know, there's so many different kinds of cookies and cakes and things. But um, if you really want that dessert and you want it to taste its best, they say to actually eat that before your meal, because sometimes when you eat it after the meal, it actually doesn't even taste as good because uh-huh. it's your body naturally tells you that you're full. That's so, so clever. Um, yeah.
2: And you always remind us to eat slowly. It takes 20 minutes to feel full. And and that's so true because that's when you're eating, your sugar levels go up, your insulin
3: jumps in, and insulin makes you feel full. Right? Exactly. So, um, So, I mean, putting your fork down in between bites but also talking to people. You know, while you're eating, I mean, the big concern is, I guess, if you're doing maybe you're doing some kind of Zoom party, which which would be nice. You would take your time. But if you are alone or not with many family members, you know, which I've noticed, many patients are just gravitating towards eating because they're bored or they're sad. And then I have multiple patients, you know, a lot of people or people in general love to bake and, and cook. You know, my last patient you know, makes tons of cookies and cakes and gives them to people, but also has excess amounts in their house. So then you may wind up with a lot of those leftovers, and you might start picking at them if you haven't been able to give them to enough people. So these are things that you want to be careful with. Um, you know, Very so you good point. Always donate extras to, to food banks and to children in need. I know that, that's a, a big issue. I, I tried to do that myself.
2: Tell us, Emily, give us a couple examples, if you would, of different holiday foods that people, if they were more aware, might make better choices.
3: Um, so one thing in terms of the dark meat versus the light meat in terms of either a turkey or, or chicken breast, the dark meat's actually a lot higher in fat and calories, and so is the skin. So if you want to choose the lighter meat, that would definitely be a better option. But again, if you want to have the dark meat, maybe just have a little bit less of it. Um, you know, choosing, um, again, the mashed potatoes or mashed sweet potatoes is going to be a little bit lower in calories than the stuffing. Um, you know, the different kinds of casseroles as well, maybe adding, bringing us out or making some kind of vegetable. At a meal, and there's many of substitutions you can do. You could do, you know, use a low-fat sour cream or Greek yogurt. I, I made these um, these pumpkin muffins I brought into the girls today at work, you know, the staff to sort of brighten up their day. And I used, you know, low-fat cream cheese and a Greek vanilla yogurt, and they never even knew in these muffins. So there's so many different substitutions that, you know, I have on some of my recipes on, on, on the Jefferson blog or Philly Voice. Or you can even, you know, search, you know, websites um, that has many of these different substitutions. You know, you can make cranberry sauce with less sugar. Um, you, know, you could either use applesauce. Um, actually, I used pumpkin today instead of oil in these particular pumpkin muffins because you didn't even need the oil. The pumpkin made made them really uh, moist and and um, and gave them a really like dense consistency. So, um, and the big thing too, you want to watch out for is if you do have guests or family members, is allergies. Whether it's celiac or you need a gluten free diet or nuts, you want to watch out for any kind of food allergies. Lactose, you know, you don't want to again make a food or um, have an issue with somebody having any kind of GI discomfort or anaphylactic, you know, eating the wrong food. So this is something to consider. And sometimes people even bring their own dish if they have to.
2: Right. I know I, I, I've i always remembered that advice from you. And I tell my patients that have celiac, don't be embarrassed to if you're invited someplace to ask the guest, the uh, sorry, ask the host if you could bring your own little, Uh, appetizer or or, um, maybe an hors d'oeuvre and you feel like you're contributing and you know what's safe, you know the contents exactly as it was made. And tell us about holiday drinks. I always find that important for people to hear the different uh, calorie counts.
3: Right. So, I mean, a, a margarita, a strawberry daiquiri. I mean, you're looking anywhere from three to 400 calories. You can make them lower sugar. I wow. actually bought the lower sugar. Yeah. You can buy the low sugar mixes or, you know, anywhere from a half to a third to even a quarter of, of the calories. And I've made them too. And I've added actually fresh fruit to them. Um, and then, you know, obviously the alcohol. So with vodka is about 110 calories beer. If you have a light beer, that can be anywhere from, um, 90 to 110 calories where the regular can be up to 230 calories and a five ounce glass of wine is anywhere from 150 to 180 calories um so the difference between the uh, two
2: beers is it's double so a regular beer is double the calorie count and i guess the big killer is eggnog over almost 350 calories You really have to. a lot.
3: They do make again lighter versions. It's also a little, little sugar, but you know, I don't ever want to take away quality of a holiday or a, right. You know, this is when right. So we want to have it, but again, having it in, in moderation. And the big thing with alcohol too, depending on your situation, are you going to be drinking more because you know you're lonely, or you're going to be drinking you know um, less because you're not with people. You know that that's the whole um, I guess thinking behind it. Either, and you want to make sure you know in terms of alcohol. It, it takes about one hour for one alcoholic drink to metabolize to break down. So drinking two or three, four drinks, you know, it can definitely um, inhibit you know your, your blood your blood alcohol level. And obviously, we want to watch for driving. And maybe you might make some of the raw food choices because yeah, even though you're drinking all those calories, it actually can lower your blood sugar and make you feel more hungry. Um, yeah, staying Great hydrated reminders. is very important. Yeah, drinking Great a, lot of, a lot of water. Mm-hmm. When you when you um, drink too, so you're not dehydrated. The next day, you don't you know, as you don't mean, not feel good, you don't want to try to prevent any kind of hangover or headache. So that that's really important as well.
2: You're right because uh, especially beer is a, is a diuretic, so you're going to be losing more fluid. And drinking water in between will help you to drink less alcohol as well. And exercise is important. Tell us about that.
3: Um, yes. Yeah, so I mean. These days, in terms of exercise, you know, it's sort of tough because many things are closed. So, you know, the malls might be not, not open. Um, but just, you know, taking a walk outside, there's multiple Zoom like videos on um, that you can watch and, and pre programs on, on, on an iPhone to do some exercise kind of classes. You could also um, just, in general, everyone's going to be grocery shopping. So maybe parking at the last spot in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to walk a little bit further and then, you know, taking the stairs whenever you can, you want to try to get, you know, some of those daily just or daily activity in that you may be missing just from, you know, if you're somebody that now works at home and everything is not at home, we need to get up and we need to get moving. And I've seen that become a big issue as well as not only maybe not making the food choices, healthier food choices, but also sitting all day. I mean, we need to get those 10,000 steps a day. So maybe getting some kind of, you know, tracking it, um, you know, on your, on an iPhone watch or whatever kind of track you have to try to get, you know, if you can only do 3000, I mean, any kind of steps is is the positive in a positive direction is what we want to do. Mm -hmm.
2: And when you're the chef and you're the host, you do have a little control and you might make a dip that uses fat free sour cream or Greek yogurt. I love when you suggest that, or you're going to use fat free, fat free chicken broth, or as you said earlier, cranberry sauce has less sugar. Tell us about a few of those other ideas.
3: Yeah, so also with, um, you can use like skim milk. And then people who want to use like um, lactose intolerant, they can use an almond milk or any kind of plant-based milk for those different recipes. You could use, um, there's these great yogurt-style salad dressings that can be used as either marinades or even for for your salads as well. Um, And again, there's, um, you know, there's all different kinds of of, of substitutions that you can look up online as well. Um, You know, the American Heart Association has some substitutions that you can look up. I have some, you know, multiple different recipes. I even made like a low-fat cannoli dip using low-fat ricotta cheese and low-fat cream cheese. That's been a big hit. So again, if sometimes my patients don't necessarily want to alter the flavor. So then it's just y- eating a little bit of the real thing. If mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for. But I really think I've perfected. And they've even improved a lot of the low-fat options these days to give it almost the same flavor as the regular and, you know, decreasing your calories at the same time. You know, sort of not tasting that yeah. difference. And always Such- trying to add a vegetable where you can. Mm-hmm.
2: And as you said, applesauce or even pureed fruit instead of oil when you're making cooks, uh, cookies or cakes. Sorry. We'll be back in just a minute with Emily Rubin.
0: Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed on Radio.com. Listen to the show at your convenience. Go to Radio.com and in the search bar type in Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand.
2: Sleigh bells ring, snow is glistening. So be sure that you're listening. The women to watch your radio doc on WPHT. Oh yeah, twelve ten PHT. Happy holidays from Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Ho ho ho. continue our discussion safe eating and safe drinking tips from emily rubin emily we talked a little bit about uh moderating our intake of alcohol and you made the great suggestion in between alcohol drinks drink some water it keeps you hydrated but it also helps you to drink a little less alcohol tell us about some of the low calorie mixers
3: yeah, so they make um, they make a low fat and a lower sugar eggnog. You could also buy low sugar um, any of the different either margaritas or jackeries, Or you can use your own fresh fruit to make these particular these particular drinks as well. Um, you can choose you know the light light beer and actually regular beer have um, a lot of the same alcohol content. They have the lowest alcohol content. They're anywhere from three to five percent. Where you know, vodka, you know, could be 15% and 12% for wine. So a lot of people, what I do notice is when they drink beer, they tend to drink a lot more. They may drink five, six, you know, a lot more beers, which is almost considered binge drinking, but they're drinking a lot more beers, which increases the calories as opposed to having the two or three glasses of wine. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And I always think it's interesting when you remind patients that uh, alcohol doesn't have gluten, beer does have gluten, but Um, flavored vodkas it's the flavoring that might have gluten so we have to remind our celiac patients of that and if you're the host another great tip offer your guests non-alcoholic beverages make people comfortable not everybody wants to drink and make life easier and and of course have a designated driver right
3: oh exactly i mean that's obviously number one you know it's interesting i think i noticed a couple a couple of years ago that my neighbors all of a sudden I saw these Ubers picking picking and dropping people off. So they were use you know, they were using an Uber service just to be safe, which I thought, Wow, that's really that's really a good idea. Um, you know, so you don't have to worry about having, you know, any kind of, any kind of driving issues. And yeah. definitely offering water, offering, you know, all different kinds of, of, of flavored, you know, drinks, uh, flavored water, sparkling waters. You know, they're all good options and they're all hydrating as well. And that's really important is to stay hydrated and, you know, mm-hmm. not to stand around the bar or stand around the, the table eating. Um, you know, again, I think a lot of this year is going to be focused maybe on a Zoom kind of, kind of party. So, I mean, sure. but those things can still happen as well.
1: Mm-hmm. With, with, mm-hmm. with the
3: drinking, and again, when people are sad or bored, you know, drinking and eating is just—it's a great outlet. You know, it's—it's it's, yeah. it's makes people feel good, and it might be in the long yeah. run cause the you know, long term consequences. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: I like your suggestions as gifts that you can give people. that think about these safety tips. Tell us about some of your suggestions there.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different gadgets that have come out now to make life easier and some healthier foods. So one thing is um, a lot of my patients love olive oil or avocado oil, you know, super healthy, but still pretty calorie dense. Um, so some an option you can get is instead of, you know, sort of pouring oil on food, you can actually get the oil spritzer. And you can put the oil in it, your your favorite oil, and spritz it on your vegetables or your salads or your chicken or, you know, whatever you prefer. And that's actually going to save 300 calories, if not more, and still get the same flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're somebody who doesn't necessarily like vegetables, you can get, they have different kinds of blenders. And there's some blenders that blend vegetables where they're so minute that you don't even know that they taste or, you know, you're even eating them when you actually combine them with with fruit and maybe some, you know, some dairy, milk, or, or any kind of protein powder. So they work really good. The indoor grill, you know, if you don't want to be outside when it's cold and if you live in an apartment complex, sometimes you don't have an outdoor grill. There's so many different indoor grills, which give you that, you know, that that nice barbecue flavor without getting the actual um, barbecue, which actually, you know, when you cook foods at too high temperature, too long is actually not the healthiest either. So you get the barbecue flavor that's a little bit safer. Um, Great taste and and you feel like, you know, you're eating at a barbecue or, you know, with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. And then one of my favorite products is it's the air fryer. Um, there's multiple different air fryers. I probably have one of the first generations. And I will so, show my patients, you know, my breaded chicken and my breaded mozzarella sticks. They basically, I did something on child Six about three years ago where it literally saved five to 800 calories because you don't use any. Oil in it. You just take your breadcrumbs, if you would use gluten free breadcrumbs, egg like you normally would do, or regular breadcrumbs. You put your piece of chicken in, you use the PAM spray or whatever kind of nonstick spray, and you turn it over. And um, and you have this breaded, crispy taste without the fat and the calories. And it just gives you that taste that you might be missing. Mm-hmm. And one of my patients said today, oh, is the air fryer safe? It, you know, is it going to want up being like, you know, a microwave or something that you might hear something negative about? And I said, absolutely not. It's actually just a convection oven. It's just the reason why it gives you that crisp taste, because it's small, where if you were if some people have convection ovens, but a big convection oven isn't going to get that crispy taste. One that's, you know, a, a quarter of the size will. So that's the big benefit of it. It's trapping then, the heat um, on build. a smaller,
2: smaller piece of food, right? It's trapping the heat
3: exactly. That's embracing and that, and that it, you're yeah. getting that taste. I put vegetables in there. I put like beans in there to make them like crunchy. Um, again, I made homemade mozzarella sticks where you get the low-fat string cheese, and you can also bread that. I mean, there's so many different options, and I've served it multiple places. My kids, you know, will eat it up, and you know kids can be the fussiest. And if you want to start, you know getting back healthy even with your family on a healthy diet trend, that's definitely a way. To, uh, sure. to incorporate that in your diet. No, um, and, also, and you, you know, instant- I'm sorry, I
2: was just gonna say on those indoor grills, you could see the fat just roll right off. It's fantastic, I love them.
3: Yeah, they are good. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, they did a study, it was with, I think the George Foreman grill, and it didn't save an incredible amount of fat, but it did help a little bit. I mean, the point yeah. is if you start with the lean meat, like a lean, 93% lean burger, or, you know, a ground turkey breast, um, or a piece of chicken, you're gonna get very little fat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the, the slow cooker or the Instapot, I mean, Instapot's like a, a faster version of a slow cooker. But I've made, like last night, I made um, pulled barbecue chicken. You just put some barbecue, you know, um, some, some chicken breast in, in a, either Instapot or a slow cooker with barbecue sauce. Because you get, like a low-fat salad dressing, you know, some low-sodium seasoning. And you had this great meal that you could put over, um, you know, a whole wheat roll or if you wanted to put it over um, some whole grain rice. Um, and, it, you know, it'll last you for a few nights, too, because, you know, the big thing, even with COVID in general, I feel like it's we come home and it's like, you know, at breakfast, we're already asking what's for dinner. I and know. People may not be, you know, ordering in or going out. It just gets just very old very quickly. <laughs> um, so definitely new ideas all the time.
2: Well, it's getting close to January 1, and we know what that means. New Year's resolutions. Okay. Hit us, Emily.
3: So I was just reading that. What is it? Fifty? What is it fifty? up to seventy percent. Seventy percent of people actually have a New Year's resolution. Only twelve percent of people right. um, keep the New Year's See resolution. And the reason why is right. Well, it, they, it's too much too quick. Yes, it's, they call it. It's like you want to do a marathon. It's actually a marathon, but you want to do it in a five mile or a two mile run. You know, and it mm-hmm. shouldn't be like that. way it needs to be a whole lifestyle change it can't just be okay i'm going to lose 30 pounds by next week it's not going to work and it's going to drive you into a vicious cycle because you're not going to meet that goal and you're going to be undetermined and frustrated and just say forget this and really the
2: the, the, the very first marker is 500 calories a day find something that you can live without that measures 500 calories like a can of soda isn't a a can of cola about 500 calories cut out 500 calories a day that's
3: a pound a week right Mm-hmm. It, it is exactly. Um, five hundred, Right. So if it's uh, probably about two cans of soda, two, like about 24 ounces of soda, um, or if it's just, you know, having two pieces of wheat bread instead of, a, instead of a bagel or just cutting out the potato chips or the French fries and, you know, and substituting a salad. I always try to make substitutions versus taking away because Smart. you don't want ever, anybody that feels deprived. It just doesn't work. And again, you don't want to lose that five pounds a week. You only want to lose, you know, half a pound to a pound a week, no more than 1% of your current body weight. So even if you weigh 300 pounds, you want to lose no more than three pounds a week because, again, it could put your body, you know, could actually affect your metabolism and you could gain the weight right back. You know, we don't want to be doing all the different fad diets like the Atkins or the really high fat diets, Um, you know, low calorie restriction diets. Because, again, the minute you bring back the food, you're just going to regain the weight back. And take advantage
2: um, of, uh, sorry, but I want to uh, promote you, Emily. Take advantage of seeing a dietitian. Insurance now pays for that. We have about two minutes left. Let's go through those really big ones that will help people.
3: Um, find a partner, like a friend. I mean, everybody's doing something. A friend, your husband, your child, um, somebody even at work, you know, take a walk at lunch. Do something where if you guys can do it together, it will definitely um you know, motivate you. I think it's so much harder than just doing it, doing it by yourself. And, you know, the whole thing about, you know, eating breakfast, you know, try not to skip breakfast. There is another whole thinking that, you know, if you eat your calories within an eight hour period time, that does help increase metabolism as known as intermittent fasting. So if you don't want to eat breakfast, that's fine. But then you have to eat lunch. You don't want to put all your calories later in the day because you're just not going to see the success and it's going to drive you to definitely overeat. Um, you know, again, drinking water, a lot of times we're actually thirsty and, and we think that we're hungry. We're actually eating instead of drinking.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you can
3: pack lunch as well instead of um, ordering in, which is going to save. I mean, we are saving a lot of calories because I don't think the office food that normally is around the office is there. So, you know, which which is actually very helpful as well. Um, and, you know, have something that's going to motivate you, whether it's the summer or, you know, you want to do some kind of virtual 5K or you know, something that that. You know, maybe you want to get into your favorite pair of jeans, um, or something that's going to motivate you to, to want, to want to lose weight. And maybe it's actually something that's like medical. Maybe your cholesterol is high and you don't want to be on medication. Or maybe you're diabetic and you don't want to be on medication. I have many patients that say, I want to come off my medication. Well, let's do this. If you lose 5, 10, 20% of your weight, you can probably come off your medication. So that is really a positive positive and again um,
2: not to lose weight weight. yeah not to lose weight too quickly as you say it can make you hungry but also your body thinks it's starving and it starts to store fat which is dangerous in so many ways especially toward your liver if people want to reach you emily they can google philly voice for your articles and recipes and uh about 15 seconds how can people stay in touch with emily
3: yeah, or they can look at the um, the Jefferson. I think website has a blog. My Instagram is um, at Emily RD, Emily Rubin RD. My Twitter's at uh, Emily um, LDN. Um, okay. I have a Facebook Emily Sure or Emily Rubin RD LDN. Beautiful. Well.
2: Thank you so much, Emily. And I'll put these on our website for our listeners because this is terrific, valuable information. Happy holidays, Emily. Thank you so much. Thanks, and stay safe. Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. Dr. Marianne will return, but first, a medical message from one of our partners. And welcome back in our final segment. As I promised earlier in the show, we have a very special guest. Hello, special guest.
1: Hello. I, uh, you've reached me at the North Pole, one of the closest, coldest places on Earth. Oh
2: my goodness! Hi, Santa. We're so excited. In about one less than a week, you'll be coming this way. What time do you think you? Oh yeah. Yeah. What time do you think you'll be getting to Philadelphia?
1: <clears throat> well, unfortunately, at different times, because unlike what you see on television, where I'm moving very slow. I move, I move at the speed of light, so some some people expect me Christmas Eve, and then sometimes I swing back for Christmas Day, depending on uh, what the elves feed me back at the
3: North Pole, well, so I know. Well,
2: you know, that answered one of my other questions. I wonder what time you get your Christmas dinner, so later, by the time you get home, I'm sure you're tired, but those elves are ready for you. And how is my dear, sweet friend, Mrs. Claus?
1: She is doing well. i tell you, she's uh, busy. Uh, all the elves are getting excited, and uh, she takes care of about she takes care of about 130 elves.
2: <gasps> oh, my and, goodness.
1: Uh, yeah, they do. Oh, they take care of the reindeers. They work the barns. They, wow. they build toys. We got a hook of a staff up here, but uh, we have to keep them inside because it's so darn cold.
2: Well, the you snow... Can, start- you can actually...
1: You, well, you yeah, you can take a bucket of water out the back door of our shop, throw it in the air and it'll freeze before it hits the ground.
2: Perfect. And the what snow What do you think of that? Snow started here this week, so we're ready for you Santa. Let me ask you this. That ha- that's Have you ever Have you ever thought of hiring a radio host to start a show at the North Pole? Maybe interview a couple polar bears or some reindeer?
1: Well, you know, we could uh, you know, we could do that. Uh, you know, the radio show I mean, I get, uh, I get uh, satellite phone, and that's what you're talking to me here, but we don't have 4G or 5G up in the North Pole yet, so we have satellite. And we'd probably have to, if we had a, a radio show, we might have to record power or something i don't know how that would work out it's a
2: possibility well uh, i haven't thought too much about it i'm willing to commute i mean you know i'm there for you santa okay well that's good well we could yeah we could work something out well now santa you remember i'm a gi doctor so i have your cookies ready for for christmas eve i have regular and gluten-free you don't have to share but whatever makes you happy and i know rudolph has a little trouble with lactose intolerance so i have some jingle juice ready for him are we good with that
1: well that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know what the reindeer's favorite favorite food is? What? A lot a lot of people don't know this. They think it's carrots. It's really apples. Oh they love apples. Yeah.
2: Is that to keep me away? An apple a day?
1: That's it. Apple <laughs> away will keep the doctor away. And I don't mean that to be uh, to be <laughs> to be mean either.
2: No, we just want to be yeah, happy. We've been- mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you bet. We've been uh, we've been very healthy, and uh, nobody's had COVID or anything. We've heard all about it, but uh, Dr. Fauci says that uh, I'm immune, so
2: the elves must be
1: immune, too, because none of us have had it yet. Well,
2: that's what I heard. Now, Santa, you always give the presents to everyone else. What do you want for Christmas?
1: Well, I'll tell you, this year, uh, one time I was uh, looking for a segue to ride around the shop in, but you know, this year... The only thing I want is for everybody to be healthy and for us to get this COVID thing out of the way. And for us to have enough uh, vaccinations for everybody to get in the groove early, so we don't lose any more people. That's really what I'd like. Well,
2: that's a beautiful wish. So typical of you, Santa. You're the most giving person ever, ever in our on our planet. And Santa, I want to thank you. I know you'll be working hard up till December 24th. And I'm just going to ask you to get a good sleep before you start on your trip. Because now that I'm a grandmother, I get a little nervous when I hear that song, "Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer." No thanks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, well, we uh, we have we have we have Rudolph out front, and he is really a seasoned guy. And uh, we we haven't hit anybody yet. Aww. I know uh, I know the song, but uh, we've uh, so far no casualties. Uh, uh, if we had listen, if we had uh, had an I had an Asha uh, uh, award, we, we'd have we, we'd have zero casualties. Oh, that's
2: good. I'm counting on you, Santa. Well, thank you. <laughs> Have a wonderful trip around the world on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas to you and Mrs. Claus and well, Rudolph and all the reindeer. Thank you so much.
1: Well, very good. I'd just like to say to all the good people in the Philadelphia area, Merry Christmas and a
2: Oh, 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 to oh. oh thanks, Santa. God bless. you
0: Presented by the Rothman Orthopedic Institute. You've
2: got the heart of the champion And now for your real champion Jeralyn Ritter I call this segment A Christmas Miracle Geraldine Ritter, a wife, a mother, a very accomplished attorney on the global stage of healthcare policy. She attended Duke, has a master's degree in international economics from Johns Hopkins, and a law degree from Stanford. She's held several prestigious positions, Washington law firm, several branches of the government, has even testified before Congress. From 2008 through 2014, Geraldine joined Merck, the international pharmaceutical company as Senior Vice President for Global Public Policy and Corporate Responsibility, even served as President of the Merck Foundation. She oversaw legal support for several areas and even began a program called Merck for Mothers to help create a world where no woman has to die while giving birth. Our story begins about five years ago. After a day of meetings in Washington, DC and a lecture in Philadelphia, Geraldine finally settled on the Amtrak train at 9 p.m. headed home to central New Jersey. She sent a text to her husband saying, I'm on my way. Shortly thereafter, she stood up to get her iPad from the luggage rack. The ill-fated train began to shake and she gripped the overhead rail. The next thing she remembers, she was waking up in intensive care five days later. Racing at 106 miles an hour, the train took a sharp turn and crashed at 9.26 PM. Eight people died, hundreds were injured, some left paralyzed. Her husband, Jonathan, saw a cell phone alert reporting the crash. He called Gerilyn several times, but no reply. He shared the news with their boys, ages 15, 12, and 8. They cried and prayed and searched for news on their computers. Jonathan raced to the crash site. So many injured and so little information. He went from hospital to hospital in Philadelphia, praying that she'd been seriously injured and not lost. After nine grueling hours, he found Jarlene in critical condition. So bruised, he wasn't sure it was she until he spotted her watch among personal belongings. Countless injuries led to over 20 surgeries, weeks in intensive care, months of daily rehabilitation. Initially, she had a ruptured spleen, perforated bowel, both lungs collapsed. That was just internally. She also broke both arms, every rib, her pelvis split in half with one side being shattered. Any of these issues could have cost Geraldine her life. And did I mention the injuries to her vertebrae at C7, L2, L3, and L4? Friends, this woman was the epitome of independence. A busy executive traveling alone to Botswana, Ethiopia, India, now completely dependent on strangers in a hospital. She was on a ventilator, so she couldn't talk, she couldn't move. The pain excruciating, especially when they rolled her on her side to bathe her and clean her wounds. What kept her going? Continued silent prayer, listening to a song called, Lord, I Need You, and giving her struggle over to God. Seven months later, Jarlin spoke to the congregation in her family's church. It was two days after Christmas, and her message was called, Gratitude, Grief, and Grace. She was grateful that God allowed her to survive and get through the pain. By some miracle, she had no major head injury. Could have been much worse. She was grateful that her family never left her side. She was grateful to the doctors who showed compassion to her and her family and overwhelmed by the support of her company and her Merck colleagues, some whom she had never met, along with friends throughout life and her congregation. Though uplifted by the support, she also experienced grief, Months of extreme fatigue, constant pain, worry about losing her job, and she had to face the reality that recovery was going to take a long time. These two emotions gave her a deeper appreciation of God's grace, which helped her make sense of the accident. She's grateful without feeling like she deserved to live while others died. She thanks God for the gift of new life and her family for making his love and his gifts very real. Two years later, by a miracle, Jarlen was back at Merck, her next chapter she'll be the acting head of their brand new women's health company even when she concentrates on work persistent aches and pain will never let her forget her life-changing experience her new focus faith family and friends finding new joy in the people around her and sharing her story with others in pain isn't that the message of christmas we celebrate the birth of our savior new life new beginnings it's the season of miracles the season of light Jarlen smiles as she says, I hope I can be the light. We salute you, Jarlen Ritter, your real champion. Thank you for listening today and for supporting our show all year. Listen to all our shows and our real champion segments on yourradiodoctor.net. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays to all. We can't celebrate with our extended families as we usually do, but let's hope we can all be together at sometime soon in the new year. Try to reach out to someone who's had COVID or has suffered the loss of a loved one or a job. Tune in every week when more great guests will bring you the information you need to stay healthy. And always remember that your health is your wealth.
0: Thanks for listening to your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement
1: and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.